Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning, Western New York High School sports fans. This is Frank Wolf of WNY Athletics sitting in Tony Caligiri's seat for the moment until someone kicks me out of it. I know he's on the, on the line right now. He's going to be uh, joining us. Uh, over the phone, he's healing up from some surgery he had earlier in the week. Uh, he's had a rough year to start 2018. I, mean, I was just going to say, Frank, if you after sitting in that chair, if you start getting all these injuries and illnesses, then I think we might have to uh, get rid of that chair because that might be the poison. Or move to a new studio. No, I don't go that far. <laughs> the rest of us, Rich, looks no worse for wear. I won't say that I don't look any worse for wear, because I always look worse for wear. Don't laugh at me, Nate. I don't laugh at you. Come on, buddy. Show's being produced by Nate Geary. I've got uh, Francis Speck from WNY Athletics in, uh, in studio, along with, as you've just heard, Roger Weiss, assistant football coach from West Seneca West, Richard Sanders in the house. And this is our wrestling show, so we welcome in Pete Kennedy from St. Joe's, and Matt O'Rourke, a contributor at WNY Athletics. You can also find him on Rugged Rob's website on Facebook. Matt O'Rourke is a, uh, does a lot with Section 6 Wrestling. So that's our panel for today. And Morning, y'all. I messed that up, didn't I? No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, he messed okay. up a few things. No, he didn't. Only my mom and my grandma call me Richard. Oh, thank you, Francis. Would you sit between me and Rich, please, so we can lay <laughs> yeah, down the Frank, computer? Yeah, Frank, not enough. The computer's not enough right there. <laughs> Frank, you don't look like Rich's grandmother. She's taller, <laughs> a lot taller. <laughs> I think I seen her at a game, man. I don't want to mess with. I don't want to tangle that. All right, Nate. I am told Tony's on the line. He is. Yes. Hello, Tony. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm getting getting there. A little bit of pain. Uh, I had surgery on morning pair. Uh, ruptured tendon in my left arm that in two to three weeks will uh, repair the right arm. Uh, shout out to Dr. Callahan for doing a good job in uh, repairing my arm. So I'm just trying to get healthy right now and uh, so I can get back into the studio where I belong. Well, you know, we miss you, and I can't believe all the donuts that were brought in the studio today, and there's a pizza truck outside. <laughs> That's all right. I haven't had much of an appetite. You're heartless, Frank. You are <laughs> heartless. <laughs> That's what got him in this mess in the first place. I miss my buddy. I miss my buddy. Um, Tony, I mean, I said earlier uh, to open up the show, 2018 so far, at least from a health perspective, hasn't been too kind to you. No, it's been off to a rough start between the virus, pink eye, uh, now uh, injuries to uh, to my biceps. Yeah, it's been a rough go. <laughs> well, we brought the wrestling guys in studio today to do a wrestling show, and, and they just so happened we're going to test out a few moves. And because you're not here, I guess I have to 
assume the positions and be tortured. So thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate that. I, I, th- I think you can step in and, and do a good job with that. Uh, you know, just watch the uh, arm bars and uh, the takedowns. But, guys, we do need to do some news and notes, uh, as we always do, to start it off. And I wanted to do a, a shout-out to Pioneer Boys basketball coach uh, Chris Jerkins. Get this, guys. He's only 23 years old. They had a couple of impressive wins as of late, split with Maryvale, and uh, recently defeated Lakeshore. So big shout-out to Chris Jurgens, uh, 23 years old. That's pretty young to be headed up a, uh, a program, but he's doing a good job trying to uh, get that Pioneer program turned around. Excellent. Uh, Roger's got some news and notes as well. Yeah, uh, funny you mentioned that Pioneer uh, with that win against uh, Maryvale the other night, which is uh, quite a surprising win. But, uh, well, consider Chris is also an alumni for Maryville, so I'm sure that was kind of uh, sweet to defeat your alma mater. But you know what he delayed by one game, Anthony? What? Last night, Mark Kenzie got his 400th career win. 400 oh. career wins in basketball. There are so many, so many coaches out there that have won 400 games, right? <laughs> Jeff Anastasia, Gary Domschalski. Hello, is there anybody else left? Oh, yeah, Nate, we know. Domschalski's from Frontier. Got to give a shout to the Falcons. So anyway, congratulations to Mark Kenzie. Uh, if you're looking for him in a couple weeks, uh, check out Buffalo State. I'm sure he'll be there. I want to give a shout-out to Mackenzie C's, uh young lady who plays at uh, Sacred Heart Academy. Did a number uh, on her knee the other night. Uh, I'm guessing that... Uh, uh, she uh, is waiting for the swelling to go down. They think it's not an ACL. That's the good news. It might be a meniscus, torn a meniscus, or cartilage, whatever. Best of luck. Uh, Sacred Heart's going to miss her in a couple weeks when they have to go up against O'Hara. Uh, boys basketball today. Uh, Williamsville South is the place to be. A quadruple header. Uh, first game, I believe, it's Medina against Franklinville. Second game would be Newfane against Ellicottville. Third game, St. Mary's of Lancaster versus Buffalo East High School. Fourth game, Health Science and Williamsville South. Like I say, the place to be. Why would you want to be there today? Well, for uh, as Center Court said on his blog, you could see two games with New Orleans, Niagara Orleans County versus the Southern Tier. Up in this area, we don't get to see either of those teams uh, very often, so I would suggest going out there. Uh, also, you will probably see today, I'm guessing, I'm projecting, I might be jumping the gun, but the New York State Class D basketball champion. I got to believe it's going to be either Franklinville or East High School. Whoever comes out of Class D, I can't see anybody stopping them in New York State. And finally, the main reason you'd want to be there, especially around 6 p.m. tonight, Health Science versus Will South. In any given year, we're lucky if we have one D1 talent in Western New York. This year we have two. Uh, Nate Gainey uh, is already committed to uh, and, uh, Devontae Gaines. Boy, I can't get traditional out of my mind, Rich. Devontae Gaines is going to Tennessee. We had him in the studio, uh, what was it, two weeks ago. 
Uh, Greg Dolan has not decided yet, but he's looking at a possibility of going to an Ivy League school. Not only do we see him today, we see him in the same game going head-to-head. That does not happen very often. So the center court tourney at Will South today, noon will be the Franklinville game, 2 o'clock will be the Ellicottville game, 4 o'clock the East game, 6 o'clock the feature game, Williamsville South. Please be there. You will not regret it. All right, one more thing before I let you guys go. Uh, If you check out our Facebook page, there's a lineman camp uh, coming up that uh, Coach Dave Hack and Coach Jim McNally have put together. There's a lot of information on there. Next week, Coach Dave Hack will be calling in, and we'll talk to him to get more information. This looks like an outstanding camp uh, for anybody's lineman out there. Uh, check it out. So you can go to our Facebook page. All the information is there for you. Okay, Anthony, are you sitting down? Uh, no, it hurts too much right now. I'm trying to... Well, just brace yourself. We just got... Uh... One of our guests got uh, read on Twitter. It's from Tom Worthy, Tom Langworthy at Jamestown. Yes. I received word yesterday that our school bed's, is, bed's number is 1,024. The new cutoff for AAA is 1,025. Therefore, Jamestown High School football will be an A school in 2018. We miss playing our usual double-A schedule, but look forward to competing against new opponents in Class A. So just enough kids dropped out of high school this year so they can make that one, huh? (laughs) Anthony, I can't hear anything. Are you there? Yeah. Does this open up an extra game for uh, double-A to get uh, outside of uh, their league? It it could, Tony, because we we have also learned learned a while back that Niagara Weefield was dropping down. It won't be an extra game because they'll probably only go to one league. They had eleven last year. Even if they drop down, that's nine, yeah. and you got to play. Uh, but I'm saying, you, you know, and, uh, now somebody will be able to fit in, uh, you know, a, a marquee game. Let's say they want to put together, like let's say Lancaster was looking to play St. Joe's or Canisius. Lancaster won't because they'll still have to play six league games, and uh, if they play a, a St. Joe's or Canisius, they'd have to give up their game against the Pew, and I don't see that happening. Okay, no, that's what I wanted to know. If they, if Jamestown was off of the schedule, did that open them up uh, for, for a game? But that answered my question. Well, I still, I'm just stunned. Now, you know, I thought these guys were pulling my leg when I walked in, and they told me that. That's just amazing. Absolutely, it seems like we're shrinking. So I imagine they would go into Class A South, which is already a strong league any, anyway, and. Uh, you know, Frank and I went down to the Will North uh, Jamestown game earlier this year, and Jamestown is a relatively young team. So, uh, Class A South, uh, wow, that's going to be the place to be next year. Uh, you know, September, October. Absolutely. All right, guys, I'll let you get back to the show. I'm going to get back to healing, and I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, get, get well Tony. soon. Get well soon, Tony. Richie, Richie over here is licking his chops, trying to get a piece of my boy at Jamestown. You know who I'm talking about. Defensive coordinator over here. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Richie, you got some news and notes. Yeah, so uh, this week, uh, West Seneca West basketball, Justin Johnson scored his 1,000th point um, against Williamsville North in a 20-point comeback um, victory. Um, My second thing I got is last night, 
Um, this is a pretty impressive win by Park. Uh, 30 points over Timon. Um, and my last thing is Canisius with an impressive win against St. Francis. Uh, Jace Johnson had like 17 points last night. That's all I got. Nice, nice. Way to go. Keeping up with your mind, Senior Martin, allies. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, one of Rich's old buddies, Charlie Comfort, is starting a new football program. It's going to be a Western New York Maritime Charter, Health Sciences Charter merger. Uh, Ty Parker, the coach of the basketball team, is heading up from the Health Sciences side. And they hope to be starting this coming fall with a brand new football team out there. So uh, then they certainly look to be turning some heads. Um, I believe we'll know very soon whether or not they'll be A or B. So it'll be interesting to see where they fall. I think they'll be a. It'll be fun. Congratulations to those guys. I'm happy for them to get back in the swing. What I liked when we talked to Charlie Wednesday, what I really liked hearing from Charlie was that he was ready to take on all Converse. He does not care what his schedule is. He is not afraid to play private schools or public schools. He will play whoever they give him, and that's the kind of thing I, you like to hear. I don't. I'm tired of Section Six teams saying we're not playing private teams and that sort of thing. Now, come on, now, did you think I, Charlie would say that he I, didn't want to play? I, I, come I, on. I know, but we want to see it, and I think everyone else wants to see uh, the best against the best. You didn't just say what I think you said, did you? Well, you have to rewind. Comerford takes on all comers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if I did that, Tony would be all over me, Frank. How do you get away with stuff like well, that? Well, he's not here, but I'm sure he's going to whack me some other time. One more thing, and I just read this in the news, in last night's news. I mean, this is amazing. Franklinville last night, Isaac Cap and Darren Clark, two of their players, both go over 1,000 points on the same game Wow. Unbelievable. Congratulations. Jeff Haskell, the coach. And uh, by the way, you can see these guys this afternoon at Will South. I hate to repeat myself, but 12 o'clock. Congratulations to those two as well. Uh, this week in boys basketball, New Fane had a big game. They hit 14 three-pointers in their 98-30 win over Albion. In girls basketball, freshman Ella Wanzer had 21 points. And Amherst win over Star Point. She, of course, is the younger sister of Claire Wanzer, who is now at Niagara playing Division One basketball. Section 6 has all of the post-game dates and schedules on their website. Check them out for a full listing. The Executive Committee of uh, New York State Public High Schools met yesterday. There were a bunch of approvals. One big one that stands out, obviously, is uh, in baseball, actually. Tom Prince will uh, get a kick out of this one. They're going to have that 10-run rule after the fifth inning. So a game will if one team's leading by ten runs after five or four and a half if you're the home team in in that case the game will be called. Will um, that be in softball as well? Do you know? I see baseball. I don't see softball, uh, but I believe it's the same. We'll have to double check. It'll be. I'll have make sure they're all up on the websites. Um, there's been a bunch of other different changes, uh, bed numbers affecting soccer, basketball, and a few other sports. So you'll want to check that out. Yeah, there's one more change. Frontier is now also a. Ooh, Frontier's that's a big A division. Wow! Is that, well, I think an a, a couple A teams are moving down. We know, isn't it? Didn't we hear Iroquois moving to B? Yeah, Iroquois moving down to B. Okay, so yeah, now is am I correct? Aren't they going to A one, A two now in football this year? I remember they did that a few well, years no, ago. They already have an. A, they are what it is instead of north and south like they've been. It's the. It's equivalent to A one and A two, which I don't understand. A it. big, A small. Big A and small, they eventually have the same the schedule. To me, it's just causing more expenses. Yeah. Uh, and now 
like I don't know how the bed numbers would go in West Seneca, but does that mean that uh, West Seneca East versus West Seneca West may be a non-leaguer now? Yeah, that'll and be a non-league. But then they would have to if they do it by the bed numbers and all that. I know they're doing that in Class C, which makes it more redric- ridiculous, in my opinion, because of the uh, transportation and all that. Cleve Hill is going to end up in the South if they go. And again, I'm using. If last year's bed numbers are uh, relatively the same, they may not be, but Cleveland would be like with Southwestern and Salamanca and mm-hmm. all these making that many more uh, bus trips, if you will. And, you know, you have to multiply that by two because, for example, if Cleveland Hill is playing at Southwestern, usually Southwestern's JV would have to come up and play at Cleveland Hill. And it's just, you know... Whoever comes up with these decisions, you know, you seem to be awfully generous with the taxpayers' money. I'll say this. If we spend any more time on news and notes, Pete's going to put me in a camel clutch, and I think Matt over there is going to put me in a chokehold that I'll never recover from. <laughs> but we have just a couple more minutes before we head to break. Francis, did you have one more thing yeah. before I get beat up here? Yeah, the state, real quick, the state just announced that the hockey uh, championship, state championships, will be at the Harbor Center. They extended that to, I believe, 2021. Correct. So big news for local hockey. But we did not get wrestling, which we knew we had announced that a, a, about a month ago, that wrestling is going to stay out in Albany. That's a nice, nice, you know. I mean, hockey here, wrestling there. We'll, we can live with it. Sooner or later, maybe we'll have a state championship for girls hockey if we get more girls hockey programs on, on board. Easy to say we can live without wrestling with two wrestling people in here. Well, yeah, it backed in the corner the way I am. I probably should have rephrased that. But we got hockey, so maybe we'll switch up in a few years. We'll see. But uh, Pete Kennedy from St. Joe's. I know your season. Uh, you guys shared a bus with St. Francis last week. I can't believe two private schools got on the same bus. And, and you couldn't go with Canisius? You had to go with Francis? We went with St. Francis. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to talk about wrestling, um, something that's been a big part of my life, um, something I'm very passionate about. Um, we're members of the Monsignor Martin League and the Catholic High School Athletic Association. Um, so our dual meet championship was last weekend on Long Island. And um, so we we spent eight hours on a bus, and we went down and wrestled nine dual meets um, in the Catholic high schools. It's the Monsignor Martin League. It's the all the Catholic schools on Nassau uh, County and Suffolk County on Long Island. It's um, all five boroughs of New York City. It's also Westchester County. So it is the most populous part of the state um, and perhaps the most affluent part of the state, too. I'll ask you this. Do the Section 5 private schools partake, or are they in Section 6 uh, playoffs? They are in the Section 5 Just wanted uh, to throw playoffs. that out there. Just wanted um, to throw it out there. So so we shared a bus. Um, Canisius High School also went down. Um, St. Francis ended up winning the CHSA Dual Meet Championship. Um, our team came in fourth. Um, we uh, It was very competitive. We ended up beating Monsignor Farrell from Staten Island, um, who beat St. Francis in the first round. Um, and then St. Francis ran the table. Um, but there's a lot of good competition down there, um, a lot of really tight dual meets. Um, it was a good experience for our teams to go down and you know, spend two nights in a hotel, travel on a bus, get up early, compete, do it again. Um, so I think by this point, our team, at least, we've traveled quite a bit. We're battle tested, and we're looking forward to the postseason. Now tomorrow, you guys have if I I don't know if I worded this correctly, but it's the uh, Western New York Monsignor Martin um, 
tournament at St. Joe's. It starts at nine o'clock tomorrow. You guys are hosting. It's five bucks to get in. How many schools partaking in that tournament? We'll have the the five schools from the Monsignor Martin League. It's actually the fifty second annual Monsignor Martin All Catholic Championship. So it's one of the longest running tournaments in the area. Uh, it's pretty cool. You'll get some guys that wrestled in that first tournament, um, like my dad, that'll be there, um, making sure that we're still doing things right, um, telling me what I'm doing wrong. Um, so we'll have five schools represented. The top five individuals at each weight class will move on to the CHSA championship next weekend on Staten Island, and we'll also determine a team champion as well. Um, so it's going to be a great day of wrestling. It starts at 9 a.m. It's $5 for adults and students. Um, students under high school age are, are free. I was at the Kenton tournament last week, uh, and I'm telling you, the, the fans were crazy. The, and the parents were just nuts. I mean, I, there was one guy, one father there, I won't mention the school, but he was literally screaming at his kid to do this, to do that. And the more this father screamed at his kid, the worse he did. I mean, he was using language that you probably shouldn't be using in a gym, and I think he got warned. But I just, this father was just very, extremely overbearing. Is, that, is it like that in Monsignor Martin, too? I don't believe so. I think we've got, we've got great programs where um, the, the kids are great kids. We, you know, they're raised by great parents. Um, it's a sport that brings out passion. You know, I tell our parents at our opening meeting, you're going to watch your son lose in public, and sometimes he's going to be overwhelmed by a, another boy the same size. And sometimes that's tough to swallow. Yeah. But wrestling teaches young people how to be men because you have to shake the other guy's hand afterwards and accept that on that day, that other young man was better than you. Yeah. And that's okay. And if you want to get better, you have to work harder. Yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right on with that. I think, and I'm going to have my boys wrestle. I think wrestling is one of two sports. I'd put boxing in the other category where it's man to man and it's one on one, all your training is dependent on you and what you do. And when you step on that mat, it's all on you. There's no one else to look to. There's no other person that didn't miss a block, make a tackle, pass you the ball wrong. It is all on you. And it builds character in young men to go through something that tests you to your limits um, and then compete like a warrior and have that mindset of competition and get through anything. And I think it's one of the greatest sports that we have available to to our young men now. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Our, our other guest in studio is Matt O'Rourke, who's uh, his father is a uh, high school wrestling coach who will be entering the Hall of Fame soon. Matt, welcome to the show. Why don't you talk a little bit about the relationship you have with your dad as a wrestling coach yeah, and how um, you got into the sport. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, this is a pleasure to be on, so thank, thanks to all you guys. Um, yeah, my dad, um, he was nominated for the Section 3 Wrestling Hall of Fame back in Central New York, where I'm from. Um, and, uh, I mean, he ended up coaching somewhere almost around 30 years between football, wrestling. Um, he was a head coach at a small school, uh, South Lewis High School, for nine years. And just based off of his credentials from South Lewis alone, he would have been a, a first-time uh, Hall of Famer. Um, but he didn't get nominated till after he was done as an assistant coach at Adirondack High School, which, in, which we were very successful at as well. Um, so, uh, I mean, it was a unanimous decision for him. And, um, I mean, of course, he got me into it. And um, I guess maybe I'll talk for a second about, you know, what Coach was talking about, and what Rich was talking about, with the discipline and the and the intensity and the integrity of and the character building of wrestling. There was times where even I was um, where I didn't want to practice or I didn't want to be at, like do it. It was it was tough, man. Um, it is a tough sport, and um, and you know you get through that, and uh, you know everybody kind of. 
kind of gets out of wrestling in, in their own way, but there's the common denominator is at least young men and even now ladies who have wrestled will at least by the time they're out of high school go through something that challenges them and pushes them in, in a sport where they have to uh, they have to uh, rely on themselves well, for the most part. We're going to pick this back up in uh, segment number two. Uh, we're going to head to a commercial break here. Nate? dancing. That's Tony's job. Anyways, you are back listening to Inside High School Sports. Welcome. Thank you for having us in your car or wherever you're listening to us on WGR 550. We have a Twitter handle at IHSS 550. We only got about 100 followers, but we'll work on that. We are joined today by Pete Kennedy from St. Joe's Wrestling and Matt O'Rourke, one of our WNY Athletics contributors, talking Section 6 and Monsignor Martin Wrestling. Of course, the lovely Roger Weiss. Rich Sanders and Francis Beck. Joining me in studio, this is Frank Wolf, WNY Athletics, filling in for Tony Caligiri. He's got a couple broken wings, but he'll be back sooner than later. You know, we forgot to mention the big win yesterday in boys' fed hockey. OP takes down the undefeated Will North 4-3 to three in overtime. How do we miss that? Man, Will North is having a rough week, man. Man, rough week over there. <laughs> They'll bounce back real quick. But uh, So we're talking wrestling, and there's quite a few tournaments going on right now. Uh, there's a lot to get down to, so Matt, I don't want to waste any more time. Why don't we get into this? Why don't you tell us who's wrestling today, where, and who you like? Yeah, no problem. Um, today is uh, today's a class tournament, Section 6 class tournaments. There's five of them. This is a qualifier for the divisional tournaments, which will be next weekend. There's AA, A, B, C, and D. Uh, AA tournament is today, Kenmore West. A tournament is down the road at uh, Sweet Home. Class B tournament at Cheektowaga. Class C tournament in Falconer. And the Class Ds are in Portville today. What um, are the start times for those? Start times are all 9 o'clock, so they're all about an hour and a half in. Um, these are all seeded tournaments. The top six place finishers in each weight from A and AA will move on to divisionals. The top four in each weight class from B, C, and D will move on to uh, the small school tournament next weekend. And who are the top teams in these tournaments? Who should we expect to be on top by the end of the day? Well, double A's, um, Lancaster has dominated big schools in Section 6 all season. I like them in double A. Um, Class A is it, out of the uh, la- last couple of years has, has not been very strong. This year, however, there's four teams that were in the Section 6 duels. Wheatfield dropped to A. Uh, Grand Island is very tough. And then Hamburg and Will South were both duels teams. And then Amherst. Um, I like. Uh, I think it's going to come down to Grand Island and, and Wheatfield. I think Wheatfield's got the star power, but Grand Island has the depth, top to bottom. Um, that one's going to be a dogfight. I, I guess my instincts would have to go with Wheatfield just because of the star power, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Grand Island uh, would, would takes that one by a couple points as well with a couple of their own champions. Um, Class B, that one's going to be a tough one as well. Iroquois dropped from A to B this year in wrestling, so they're in with Pioneer. Olean and Akron Alden, um, because those two teams combined, so they're now in B. So they're right there as four of the top six uh, Section Six duels teams. Um, I guess I'd have to go with uh, I have to go with Pioneer because of their depth and um, a good mix of depth and star power. I mean, Iroquois has a bunch of very good individual wrestlers, but they do not fill a couple weight classes, which might hurt them today, chasing the team title. Class C, Falconer all the way. Class D, um, another tough one. I'm going to have to go with Randolph. They were uh, Chautauqua Cataraugus Division II champions this year, so um, I-, I like them in the Ds. So Class A champ- the Class AA championship began at 9.30 at Kenmore West. The Class A championships 
hosted at Sweet Home. They also started wrestling at 930, Class B at Cheektawaga. Class C down at Falconer, and Class D is at Portville. Um, Matt, uh, one of the questions I had uh, in regards to Niagara Weefield, they seem to have a number of girls wrestling yeah. in that program. I think they're on JV, but still, the numbers, when I, when I look at the numbers of wrestling, they seem to have been declining to some degree, but I see an increase of ladies wrestling. That's, very, that's a good observation. And, um, yes, they do have, as far as I know, at least three uh, talented young ladies in their lineup. Um, they have, uh, you got to go over to, um, that, that's a good setup, you got to go over to armdrag.com. Our friends over at armdrag.com, they cover sections five and six wrestling, very in-depth. They keep track of all the, the league standings, archives, forums, all that. They actually produce their own set of girls, New York State individual rankings for all weight classes. And, and uh, kind of what I was going to ask Pete. Pete, do you ever get calls from, say, like a Sacred Heart or Mount St. Mary saying, hey, we have a couple girls here that they wrestled, uh, modified uh, different programs, and now they want to wrestle for their school, but, you know, that's probably not too popular. Uh, but maybe they can wrestle as part of, like, an extended St. Joe's team or a Canisius team or St. Francis. Is that something that's worth talking about at some point? Do you hear any of those calls? I haven't heard any of those calls. I think the next step for, for girls wrestling is going to be going to its own league. Okay. It's already existing in the PSAL, which is the New York City Public High School League. Okay. Um, we are up to 48 colleges right now are sponsoring women's wrestling, including Gannon and Erie, Pennsylvania, just added a women's team for starting next year. Excellent. This is going to be the avenue for colleges um, to begin to recruit um academically strong and athletic young ladies i think it's going the way that rowing has where colleges that offer football are going to need to offer a roster equivalent and wrestling is going to give them that opportunity and high schools that offer ladies wrestling in the next 10 to 15 years are going to be at the forefront of that opportunity well frank i think what you have to consider and the last thing i want to do is sound chauvinistic or anything like that but in the JV level, there's a difference. Physiologically, at the JV level, girls mature where they may be in a position where they can compete. By the time it gets to, what, age 16, 17, maybe even 18, the guys kind of catch up, and I don't know if there would be the balance at the, quote, varsity level as there would be at the you know modified JV level where the girls could probably hold their own, no pun intended, with the guys and all that. At the varsity level, you almost would have to segregate. I don't see how you could not segregate and be able to continue. The, the great thing about wrestling, though, is um, the best person is the one that wins. Um, Fredonia, several years ago, had a state finalist at 99 pounds, um, she later on went on to wrestle in college, and she was on the Olympic ladder for our U.S. women's team. Um, if you're good, you're good, um, and you're going to make your team better and, and people around you. Um, so that's the, the cool thing about wrestling is if you can win your weight class at a school, you're the, the varsity person, and otherwise you wrestle JV, and you're still contributing to the depth and um, the experience of everybody trying to improve. And I, I believe that's a great point. Um, if you look back a few years ago, there was uh, the Arizona State wrestler, Anthony Robles. Mm -hmm. And if you want to give a comparable, I know it may not be the same, but you got a wrestler with one leg, and that's a disadvantage. So if there's a disadvantage from a strength or a physiological you know, development standpoint, um, I think that really proves, I mean, because 
I wrestled, there's so many different moves and counter moves you can use against someone that has two legs versus someone that has one, and then then uh, vice versa, or none. or none, then vice versa. You know, he's at a disadvantage with his balance sure. and strength and whatnot. So I think wrestling does really put whoever has the best heart and best technique out there and I, finish I, it. I agree. So we are going to get back into this on the flip side of the break. Uh, we're talking wrestling on Inside High School Sports, WGR 550. All right, we're back, sort of, live Inside High School Sports. We have one more segment. After us will be Nate Geary, Sports Talk Saturday with special guest, not the Colonel, Richard Sanders, who's going to give me a beating after the show for saying that. But it's okay. I'll endure. Uh, but we have one final segment. We're talking wrestling this Saturday. And we have Pete Kennedy from St. Joe's, who's been here before, and newcomer on the scene, Matt O'Rourke, contributor at WNY Athletics. We are First thing we're going to do is we're going to go through the, uh, the, the players or the wrestlers, if you will, the grapplers, that are uh, going to be at St. Joe's tomorrow for the All-Catholic, the 52nd Annual All-Catholic Tournament. Hosted at St. Joe's tomorrow. Pete, who are the top wrestlers that are going to be on Kenmore Avenue tomorrow at 9 a.m.? Sure, I want to give you the top seed at each weight and also let you know what they're ranked in the CHSA. So Please. at 99, the top seed's Mark Glanning of St. Francis. Um, he's ranked in the top six in the CHSA rankings. At 106, Logan Lauk of St. Francis. He's defending champ. He's ranked number two in the CHSA at 106. At 113, the top seed is Josh Cracker from Canisius. He's ranked sixth right now in the CHSA. At 120, the top seed is Sam Baker of St. Joe's. Um, he's ranked fourth in the CHSA. At 126, the top seed is Garrett Grunauer of St. Joe's. He's a sophomore, um, just entered the CHSA rankings. At 132, um, it is the top two seeds are Slade Merck of St. Francis and Ben Parrish of St. Joe's. Um, they're two of the top 132 pounders in Western New York, um, and they are ranked in the top four, both of them, at the CHSA tournament. Um, at 138, the top seed is Tim Abate of Canisius. Um, two seed is Ronnie Jones, a freshman at St. Joe's. They're both ranked at 138 in the CHSA. 145 is Justin Gill of Canisius. He's a senior, um, ranked in the, the top four. Um, we also have Dan Browning um, of St. Francis. They're both ranked in the top six in the CHSA. At 152, the top seed is Connor Miller. He's the, the senior captain at St. Francis and kind of the, the catalyst of their dual meet lineup. Um, at 160, again, we've got two guys that have been ranked locally, uh, senior Ty Sloggenhop from St. Joe's and Marcus Muffaletto of St. Francis. Um, they've split two matches this year, should meet in the finals, um, and they're both contenders at the CHSA. 170, we've got Dominic Thomas of St. Francis. He's a defending CHSA champion. I also have Sullivan Walsh from St. Joe's. They've both been ranked in Western New York. Um, they're both top three guys at the CHSA level. Um, 182 is Matt Wirtz of St. Joe's. Um, he went down and went 8-1 and one at the CHSA tournament, so he kind of cleaned that out last week. So he's going to be probably ranked in the top three. Um, he's also a guy that wrestles a ton over to the offseason, so it's been paying off over the last couple of weeks. 195, Nolan Thomas is the top seed. Um, he's going to be the probably the top-ranked guy in the CHSA. He only has two losses this year, and they're both at the officials tournament. He's had a really nice season. Who's your wrestle for? He wrestles for St. Francis. 
Um, at 220, the top seed is Jack Lauer of St. Francis. And at 285, the top seed is Caleb Leswing of St. Joe's. Um, both guys are sophomore football players. Um, so I think you know we're going to be really set with um, some top-end heavyweights in the Monsignor Martin League for a while. Neat. And Matt, what are we looking at today? If, uh, if Who are a few names around the section that... Uh, could do us uh, well at states. Well, we'll we'll go to uh, large schools first. So I want to make sure everybody knows it's important to note that uh, there's a rule regarding weigh-ins and how many you get uh, regarding the end of the season. So there's 50% rule. It's called. You got to maintain for the minimum weight that you plan on going the end of the season. You need to get 50% of your weigh-ins at that weight for the over the duration of the season. However, that does not work. That the rule doesn't apply when you go up in weight. You can weigh in at. You know, for example, we'll talk about Joe Andreessen, our favorite football player, going Division One, uh, 195 all season, right? Seated and weighed in at 220. He's going 220. Um, it's a move that I guess was getting pondered the last couple of weeks. Makes a lot of sense though. Uh, at 195 pounds, um, there's a guy, a young man from Wontod, Division One state champions uh, last week in Syracuse. Very tough Cornell wrestling commit. Um, I, I, honestly, to be honest, I, I think that 220 is a, is more wide open. Uh, I think we all know how athletic Joe is, and uh, I think that he could definitely be the number one seed at the states next or in two weeks from now. Obviously, assuming he takes care of business today, takes care of business at sectionals. I think he's our best shot for Division One, uh, Section Six to, for a state champion. He'd be Lancaster's first since uh, since Joe Zito in 1986. That's what we're looking at. Um, some other names, I guess, to look at, to look out for: uh, defending section champion Aiden Rabideau from Clarence, been at one thirteen all season, ended up going one twenty this weekend. Um, one thirty two. I like Willie McDougald from Niagara Falls. He's had a great season. Got a little injured last week. Medical wild card today, number one seed at one hundred thirty two pounds in the Class AA tournament. What does that mean, medical wild card exactly? Um, in order, if you were injured at a certain point in the season, and you know, just just so happens, maybe over the last few weeks, Willie got injured. Um, if you are potentially a top one, two, or three seed for the class tournament, you can get uh, a medical hardship into the class tournament as long as you're a top one, two, or three seed. So it's not like he gets a buy or anything like that. He he's going to get a number one or number two or number three ranking at the tournament, regardless that he may have fallen out of a, a tournament a week before. Yeah, well, he'll have to wrestle today. Um, and, and obviously stay healthy. Um, okay. They're not just going to ship them off to uh, states or whatever and just say, you know, here you go. But go ahead. Quick question. You say 113 pounds. What grade are these kids in? When I weighed 113 pounds, I think I was in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of the, the younger, a lot of the smaller weights, the lower weights I, are populated by a lot of 8th graders, 7th um, graders even, which is always a huge discussion in, nationwide in, in, in wrestling, especially here in New York because we have 99 pounds. Um, I mean, you, you see seniors, upperclassmen wrestling these low weights. Um, I mean, it's a sport for, for the big and the small. It's great. We got weight classes all the way from 99 to 285 pounds. So, I mean... I've seen. I wrestled with a senior who was 103 pounds before. I mean, there's 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 seniors at juniors that wrestle 99 pounds. It's a sport for everybody. Neat. Yeah. Who else? Do you, who else do you like coming out of Section Six? Uh, what if talk about Jacob Saro real quick? Um, the football player, and I know he's doing pretty well on the mat. Yeah, he is. He's he's a good he's a good um, good piece of the lineup for. Uh, f- yeah, for sorry for Akron Alden. Um, they obviously have a great uh, stretch 
from you know 160, 152 up through their upper, their heavier middleweights like that. New York Wrestling News has got him at number six in the state at 170 pounds. Um, he's going to have you know they're in Class B today, which is a little tougher than what those two schools are normally the division those two schools are normally in. Um, but I see him having a, a good day today, a potential class champion for for him. Neat. Yeah. Any other wrestlers that we should keep our eye on? He's um, got a uh, he's got a football teammate that wrestles as well that's mm-hmm. been uh, ranked, I believe. Is that uh, Robbie Pequeen? Yeah. Yeah, Pequeen's in there um, at about I, right around 182, 170 pounds. Took um, had a great match, had an awesome match with Dan Torres from Falconer, who's a defending section champ and uh, in state place finisher at the uh, section six duels. Took him at was actually winning five one and ended up losing eleven nine in overtime. Um, those two may see themselves. A, in the in the sectional final in the small schools next weekend. Does West Seneca West have any wrestlers? They do. I just uh, I, we never hear about them. Hey, listen, man, we can't win state championships in every sport. <laughs> yeah, that's, do, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Our seasons um, overlap too. You know. I <laughs> just saying. Yeah, you got to watch out for definitely. Um, Falconer's got. I've been high on Falconer all season. They got a couple real hammers in their lineup from 152 to 182, 195 pounds. They got three guys. That all placed in the states last year. They got another guy, a Pen Hollow, another one, uh, right in there at 170 pounds, who's also a beast. All four of them are, are ranked in the tops in the in the state in their respective weight classes. Real quick, as uh, Rich just brought up something and just uh, lit a fire with me. Uh, you mentioned that uh, Rich mentioned overlap. How uh, the fact that uh, Lancaster went all the way to the uh, finals at the Carrier Dome and all that. Now, did, did, if at all, did that have any effect on Andreessen as far as preparation for the season? Could you comment on that real quickly, Matt? Yeah, no problem. I think, uh, I don't know, I, I haven't seen a, an athlete quite like Andreessen, especially one as, as big as he is in, in quite some time. I, I mean, being a guy that's first-team All-State, I don't, I don't know how much of an effect, uh, you know, first-team All-State football, I don't know how much of an effect going straight from football right into wrestling would have on a guy like that. Because I, I just think he's an out an abnormal, abnormally good athlete. Well, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, there's certainly uh, a bunch of tournaments going on from Class AA all the way down to D, pretty much in your backyard. And at St. Joe's tomorrow at 9 a.m., uh, St. Joe's is hosting the All Catholic out there, the 52nd annual. That'll do it for Insight. Francis, do you have something? Just real quick, I know we're talking about it during the break. How hard is it for an athlete to go to the D1 level uh, at college? I've coached for 21 years, and I've had one athlete wrestle at the Division One level. That's hard. It is, it is very hard to, um, to ultimately be recruited by a Division One school. If you want to wrestle in college, there's lots of opportunities. Sometimes we get hung up on the Division Two, one, one and two schools because they offer scholarships. The largest classification in in college is Division Three. Um, and many of them are looking to build their enrollment by having a sport that offers, you know, a lot of roster spots for for young men. So we've had more guys go Division three lately. We've had a few go Division two, um, Division one. Um, you know, in wrestling, the Ivy League schools offer one of the best experiences and competitive experiences. And while they don't offer a scholarship. They offer plenty in tuition assistance to, and a great opportunity in an education. Um, what I tell young people is let wrestling open a door that maybe just your resume alone wouldn't open. 
and then find the right fit for you. But this area of New York has produced some of the finest wrestlers in New York State going back to the start of the state tournament mm-hmm. um, and plenty of national champions and All-Americans at all three levels. That's awesome. Well, that's going to do it for Inside High School Sports. We have uh, Sports Talk Saturday with Nate Geary coming up next. For Francis Beck, Roger Weiss, Matt O'Rourke, Pete Kennedy, and Rich Sanders, I am Frank Wolf. See you next week. Go West. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.